There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Craig, and Andy, Jimmy, and JC. All we know and all we talk about is booty, all right, three, two, and one. Shall we start this now? Why not? Let's get going, shall we? It's Footy Prime, the podcast. It's Wednesday, the foundation episode, but it's mashing up today with an interview today, as we promised you in the last show. And for once, one of our promises comes true. Um, we'll, we'll get to the whole Canadian situation later in today's show. As you know, Mick Bontis has resigned, forcibly resigned from the poster we'll get into that and also some of the action from today in the premier league and the fa cup west ham lost today liverpool won that's all we need to know really but our guest today more importantly um last time you saw him may have been at the mls cup final when he got a red card and he broke his leg in the same process as well but he's still an mls cup winner i, I think he's going to be canada's number one goalkeeper too by 2026 if not well before then it's LAFC's Max Crapo. Max, welcome to Footy Prime, man. We're, we're popping your podcast cherry here. Well, thanks for having me, you guys. And uh, it's good to, to talk about some footy and uh, have a good time, man. Well, we'll More about that. Max, how are you feeling right now? <laughs> I, it looks as though the reports are that you're doing really well and your recovery is going well and you're on track. And I know your attitude has been fantastic through all this, but... Uh, yeah, maybe take us through a little bit, starting with maybe the challenge itself. Um, did you know at that moment, a split second before, that you had to bring him down and it might fucking hurt? <laughs> it was uh, it was quite something. Like, to be fair, I, I don't even thought about it one half of a second. Uh, my body just went and... Uh, as I saw the ball slow down, I think like a tier of a second, I saw the ball slow down and I'm like, shit, I'm, I'm not going to win this challenge. <laughs> but my legs already gone. My legs already gone. I'm already swinging. 
And as I swing, I see just poto that ball, and I'm like, shit. Like, I, I wanted to swear there, but I'll, I'll, I'll keep it okay, even though there, I heard some swearing. <laughs> oh, no, go right ahead. Oh, oh, sure fuck it. So Tabernacle. I said, I said oh, <laughs> holy shit. Like, as soon as I swing, I'm like, oh, I know I'm, uh, I'm late, and I know it's going to hurt, but I spun once the contact happened. And I get up, not I get up, but I just stand straight and I see my leg and I'm like, all right, this is not good. So I tell the bench right away to send the medical team and there's no pain. It's pretty numb for like five, six seconds. As soon as I see my leg, I am more in shock. Uh, but then the pain arrives maybe five, six seconds later. And then after that, it's just going so fast. The medical team arrives, the stretcher arrives, ambulance, hospital, the whole thing. Uh, but the first few seconds, nothing really hit me. As and Adrenaline. once the yeah, once the the nerve system and the brains pick up what's going on, like this is where the, the pain uh, arrives. Yeah, it was a, it was quite a moment, wasn't it? When you're on the big screen, like it was, must have been incredibly surreal because it certainly was for us watching that. You know, you're, you're lifting the trophy, your team, and you're on the big screen in the hospital. It's like, <laughs> it's just nuts. Yeah, it was, a, it was a roller coaster of emotion where it was such a, a high of emotions where you sacrifice everything for uh, that one game, the last game of the season. Uh, in the ambulance, I got a roller coaster of emotions because I knew the World Cup was gone for me. And I knew the the pain in the ass of the process of getting back the day by day. Uh, you pay the price, not the day of. You pay the price the first few weeks and first few months after the surgery. So uh, the, it was happiness because we were champion. And then there was a glimpse of like uh, sadness and pain because uh, the World Cup was gone for me, basically. That was, it was such a weird moment, but uh, uh the, the first 48 hours, it's a honeymoon phase, and right away I had the surgery, so I was on narcotics as well, which is not a good thing for the emotions. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, the first week post-surgery, uh, my body felt like shit, but my mind was partying because we were champion. And then the second week after surgery, the all drugs. you hear, yes, <laughs> all you hear, all you see is about the World Cup but my body is getting better, but my brain, my mental state just goes down because you're just sad and it, it's not an enjoyable moment. Uh, and as the World Cup started, I was, I was completely fine. Uh, I swallowed the pill and I, uh, I actually accepted, you know? Yeah. At what point did you realize you got a red card as well? I didn't even know. It, yeah, I was gonna, <laughs> yeah, you didn't know, right? Until it just I mean, found out. Mm. <laughs> just, sorry, thanks, by the way. <laughs> I didn't even know until I so basically on the, the phone, uh on my way to the hospital, I'm with my wife and one of our uh, therapists, and uh I'm trying to get a feed from the game. I knew that Garrett scored the equal, uh, equalizer, but I didn't have any feed uh, uh on my way to the hospital. We were we had, we had two phones and we tried to get a uh, feed of the PKs, Pfft, couldn't work, it was a nightmare. So I kept on refreshing the page every two seconds. And as I see uh, the stats of the game, I see that I'm recorded and I didn't even know. So I didn't even know that the guys were still playing at 10. 
Um, no. and, and that I'm suspended for this weekend, which I was not even fit enough. Yeah. yeah anyway. So, so but, when you get healthy and you can play, you, you got to sit a couple of weeks. Still, no, no, right? no, 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 no. My suspension, it will be this weekend against Portland. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, you one we, give him I a break so. for fuck's sake. He broke his leg. At least let him count. Yeah. Hey, I can imagine what was going through your head when you got that pass back. You must have just went, oh, for God's sake. There's no chance I'm getting this. That's kind of like the balls that you used to give me, Forrest. You used to panic like hell. Because I knew I was going to get smashed. Uh, at least get a defender. Did he at least apologize and say, my fault, that was a terrible pass? Well, yeah. well, as a goalkeeper, you know, it's one of those uh, that there's challenges. And we basically call it a car crash. And Craig knows exactly what it is. It's a car crash, 50-50, and you're like, shit, that's going to hurt. It's just one of whether those were. Yeah. And you can't pull out. You have to go for it. No, exactly. Like, if, if you pull out of this one, I don't think we're talking right now about, about this day, you know? Yeah. So you, you start the, the road to recovery, but at the same time, like I said, you're, you're just seeing nothing but World Cup, you know, paraphernalia. Everywhere you see is Canada, World Cup, World Cup this, and, and you should be on that plane. And at, at some point you hope to be on that plane, but you couldn't make it in the end. How, how hard was it to, to sit at home and watch those matches at the World Cup? Yeah, I was, uh, I was the number one fan of the team. I, <laughs> I was the number one fan of the team because I wanted to go, but I couldn't because of the of the blood clot risk uh, after surgery. Uh, the earliest I could fly was six weeks post-surgery, which was mid-December. So uh, with the group stage games, I couldn't I couldn't go. Uh, so this was uh, hard, but in the meantime, uh, like I mentioned, I, I accepted, I swallowed that pill. It was, it was good to talk with the guys, but even though you're not there, you want to, you want to be present for them. You want to be supportive. Uh, but in the meantime, giving their own space because they're focused on the mission of of uh, getting through that, that first World Cup for us. Well, second World Cup for us, but first World Cup for that generation. One thing Max should talk about as well is that, you know, people maybe forget that you had a really, when you played in the World Cup qualifying round with the first game, I believe, is an Azteca away. Uh, mm-hmm. And then followed by Jamaica on that unbelievably difficult surface and, and conditions, um, got results in both of them, and you know in very very important moments for you and in difficult circumstances. And uh, I know that you know Milan was a starter in uh, in, in uh, Qatar, but I think that you know it, uh, you should be proud of how you played during the qualifying too, because I was that was that was some performance, especially that that first one at Azteca that was. You know, and then John was scoring that goal. So, so that was pretty special moments for the qualifying round. Yeah, thank you, thank you. No, I mean, I know I was, uh, I know my role with, within my my team, you know. And uh, when Milan couldn't come to that uh, to that window, you know, Mexico away, uh, Jamaica away, and finishing uh, Panama home, it was uh, it was a big one and a crucial one as well. Uh, mm-hmm. It was right before the November when we received Mexico and Costa Rica and Edmonton. And uh, it was one of those that you can put yourself in a good spot to finish the year uh, top of the CONCACAF. So it was a, it was an important one, and I, uh, mm-hmm. I was glad to to say, hey, I'm I'm here to answer the call. Yeah. So the, I mean, we, we keep hearing about how the the group during qualifying was so tight. From a goalkeeping standpoint, yourself, Milan, James, um, were, were you a type? group um craig talks about the goalkeepers union all the time and even when you're a backup you're still very much part of it you feel part of it can you talk about how you guys you know together were were a group 
Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Milan and I, we know each other uh, for 10 years now. So uh, we're, we know each other's life. Uh, we know exactly uh, the type of person that we are outside of the field, uh, on the field, how we like to train, how we like to, to approach games because uh, – uh, the, the windows now are so short that you don't have a lot of time before the games. So you don't necessarily have time to to train. It's more preparation, short turnarounds. So uh, for goalkeepers, it's really important to have short and sharp sessions and to, to nail what you want to have as a refresher the first, uh, the first few days uh, when you get into camp. So uh, it's basically... I'm here for you, and you are here for me. It's uh, we don't see it as uh, as as a bad uh, competition or a bad rhythm. It's really like I'm here for you. Let's get it, this thing going for for the whole group because uh, when the goalkeepers are LT, well, it it, it reflects on, on your own group. Mm, I right totally now, agree. Totally agree with that. Right now, you're you're an MLS Cup champion. You're 28 years old. You're playing for a great club in, in Major League Soccer. You must have your eyes now thinking, I want to be the number one goalkeeper for Canada, knowing that the World Cup's just around the corner. Yeah. Listen, every guy's on that roster wants to play. and It's a quite a normal, natural thing. Everybody wants to play at their club level. That's number one. And that's the secret. Everybody needs to play in a high standard, uh, either in Europe or here in North America. Everybody needs to play in order to to play with your national team and then uh for me uh, obviously now uh, the next cycle is in three years and a half which arrives really fast and uh i'm, I'm not uh i'm not gonna be shy uh by by saying yes it's one of my objectives to uh to be the guy that the country can rely on and but in the meantime uh starting with nations league in march and then uh, June with the Gold Cup uh, right away, uh, mid-June uh, until mid of July. Uh, it's going to be a busy year for us once again. Jimmy mentions there, of course, you know, LAFC, one of the best clubs, well, the best club, let's be honest, champions in MLS, a team that can spend when it wants to spend. We saw that last year when Georgia Kleene comes in and Gareth Bale. I've got to ask you quickly, um, did, did Gareth enjoy training between matches? Uh, it, it depends. I, it depends. Uh, Garrett, when he came in, he was uh, his body was taxed with uh, the previous years, you know, and uh, that's one of the main reason why he retired at the at the beginning of the year. Nobody really expected it, uh, but he had a big mountain to climb every single week to get his uh, body ready for game day. So um, when he was training. It was quality. It was like, holy smokes, look at that guy. And you understand why since he's 16, he plays at the highest level uh, every three, four days. Um, you can see his quality. He doesn't need 10, 12 touches. Give him three and it's enough. Um, that's the quality that he has. Uh, but I think I've seen him more MLS minutes than uh, the same amount of MLS minutes than training maybe. <laughs> <laughs> he's a pretty good golfer though. Oh yeah, he can he can uh, he can play some golf definitely. Have you played golf with him? I saw him uh, I saw him, but I didn't play. No, I didn't play. Even uh, in preseason, we went to Palm Springs. Uh, like uh, we text each other, and um, yeah. he wasn't he was at Big Bear with his family. And uh, we have one day that the whole team goes to golfing, have a good time, you know, on a day off. 
and uh we had a blast it's just a, a day you can see the guys who can actually drive you can see the guys that are there just for the bed or just for the day uh but garrett wasn't what was away so he couldn't he couldn't make it <laughs> you you left you left vancouver and you were a, mm -hmm. you were a legend there everybody loved you there you had some great times there was an emotion decision for you as well how are you enjoying la right now yeah enjoying it a lot you know uh uh, I mentioned in Vancouver for me was uh, was great because they gave me an opportunity to be a number one in the league, and uh, you know I, I was established there. Uh, I love the people in in the club and everything, uh, but it was there was a moment for me to to say what am I doing? What do I want to do as well in my career? And I believe that uh, LFC was the right fit for me to in order to 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 lift silverware and to get to the. To the other level, you know, uh, yes, Vancouver is playing Champions League as well this year, but uh, we're, we're in Champions League as well, starting uh, on the 7th, I believe, or 9th of March, we, we play in Costa Rica, and then we receive uh, uh, Wednesday, so it's going to be great. But for me, my career, in my career, was like, okay, uh, it's time for me to to lift silverware and to want to um, to win trophies, basically. And uh, obviously, it, it went pretty well last year for for that aspect. What was it like with, uh, you got to tell us what the Kalini's like, cause he just seems like the the best character you could possibly have in the dressing room. And does that, that's what it reflects like on uh, publicly. Is that what it's like in the dressing room with him? Uh, absolutely. What you see with Giorgio is what you get. There's no BS around him. Uh, you know, he's a unbelievable person. Uh, his football IQ is top. He has a, an amazing sense of respect for everybody that, uh, he met and you can he just breeds confidence and happiness this man and so uh obviously it reflects within the group when you have a guy like this in in your locker room uh, he's an extra coach on and off the field uh, you know our italian friends has that that the, these sense of tactics and uh, the, these coaching points well he's literally an extra uh, coach on the field you know every time uh we share the field. Um, we don't even have to, to talk. It's just we share a look. We know exactly what to do. And the preparation is done already. So game day, we know exactly what to do. It's like, all right, A, B, C, thank you, good night, and we'll get the result, you know. You know, L.A. is in a very short period of time. It built an incredible fan base there with an experience that on TV translates to something as good as I've seen in Europe. Is it as good as that? I mean, it's a tight, it's not a particularly large attend, like audience in there, but it's got like this mm -hmm. feeling that they're on top of you, which I love. Is it? Is it as good to play under? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's uh, I haven't experienced the European feel on, uh, on the field yet, but um, it's unbelievable the, the energy that you receive from them. Uh, you know, the 3252s are literally a meter and a half, two meters behind me. And uh, you can you can sense uh, the passion. Uh, uh, there are like ninety minutes. If we concede, you don't even notice. Uh, they just keep on going. And uh, this is what a proper football team needs as well. Is uh, the relation with your your fan base is really really important because at the end of the day, uh, we have a huge home advantage when we play at uh, now it's called BMO Stadium. Uh, it's the yeah, Bank of right. California. We need to, to adjust to this. I always said the, <laughs> the wrong name. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable, the atmosphere. And everybody says it as well. When you experience uh, uh, the stadium with 
with these supporters, it's uh, it gives you a different feel for uh, for the league. It's a different atmosphere, definitely. Well, Max, hey, about Will Ferrell. Will well, I was Will Ferrell. The other guy is Be Real from Cypress Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Biro's really good. He's always banging the drum. He's really yeah, nice and like, easy. Yeah. I'm like, I saw him in, in Toronto, and as soon as I, I listened to your opening song, the LAFC anthem, mm-hmm. and it was this amazing hip-hop song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it for LA. Was, you know, it's a flick, be real. Um, there's a remix actually going out on the 8th, so uh, in a few days, uh, the remix happens. Uh, there's Kid Ink once, I think, gets an appearance in there as well. So um, it's kind of cool to see that the celebrities as well. And this is what uh, Richard Orozco does in all the PR and marketing. He's uh, he's built basically uh, the brand of LFC since the beginning, and he's been really good at it. And uh, it's amazing to see the celebrities from Los Angeles that really said, I'm attached to, to this club. We often talk about goalkeeping on this show because of Craig. He makes us. Um, but, <laughs> because we're, we don't want <laughs> we're a rare breed, Charms. You are a rare breed. You know what, Craig? You are definitely rare. There's no doubt about that. Um, but Max, like, it, it, who, who do you watch? Who do you look up to from the goalkeeping you know, world? There's so many great goalkeepers out there. The game's really evolved and the, and the position's mm-hmm. evolved a lot in, in the number of years, you know, last decade at least. Um, is the one goalkeeper that you look up to and say, man, that is the guy. That's the guy who's at the top of his, his game right now. I was looking at, uh, I, I would put it more back in the days. I would put, I was really looking at Bartes and Casillas because these two were like, okay, this is really a, uh, an example that I can take. And nowadays I'm more, I take more aspects of certain guys. So uh, ball on his feet, Ter Stegen is unbelievable. Uh, reflex, the hair, I know it's a lot of, um, ups and downs and conversation around him and all that stuff because the last past uh, the past 10 years and menu has been up and down my team is menu so guys this is the most important thing uh, okay we'll forgive you <laughs> enjoy that carabao what? cup <laughs> hey exactly hey it's a cup it's a cup <laughs> but we all know that's not the subject but we all know it's been ups and downs with my reds you know we'll put this this conversation for another time uh, but the hair's reflex on a good day, it's pretty insane. And then Oblak had his uh, two, three years of being at the top uh, of his game in all aspects of it uh, that I really liked. Obviously, now he's a bit less uh, into the, the media aspect, but he's still really, really good. I think uh, once the media gets into uh, hyping someone, they can be really good. So they did that with Oblak the last three, four years, even though he's less in the media, his performances are really good. And um, we cannot have this conversation without mentioning uh, what Buffon did for 15 years. You know, that's uh, it's just inevitable. Do you ever talk to Kalini about playing with Buffon? Uh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. And he was just telling me that uh, Buffon and Donnarumma has that sense. Donnarumma, even though uh, he might not be at the same approach of professionalism than Buffon is. Uh, he told me that he's he's a special kid, but Buffon is out of this world. He never seen something like this in terms of uh, spirit. Yeah, He's still playing. Yeah, I mean, he's 43, uh, Parma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty wild. 
It is. I, I, I want to play until like 38 and then go year by year. And he's not 43 <laughs> yeah. guy and he's still playing. 43. How does he get up? If I fall over now, I'm, it takes me forever to move. <laughs> yeah, he's probably – the discipline around this man is probably unbelievable, which uh, mm-hmm. foreseeing what George – Joe is routine and how he preps his body and how he, he, he hacks for sure. Uh, the these names in that company, uh, they uh, there's no bumps in the road. It's A B C D. This is how I do. This is how I react. This is how I eat. This is how I sleep. This is how I everything is planned. So that's why he's just dedicated. That's interesting. Yeah, what a player he was. Just love watching him play and still do. Occasionally, when you get to where is he now, Craig? <laughs> I totally forget where he is right uh, now. Parma, right? Is it Parma? Is back yeah. at Parma, where it all began. Yeah. Where it all yeah. began. Because when he when he left Parma for Juve, that was I think a world record fee, wasn't it, for a goalkeeper? Yeah, and that fee is now a peanut. Yeah, now it's what seventy yeah. five for um, Kepa and Allison, right? I think it was around there. Jesus, yeah. so much money, so much money. Um, Max, we, we need to just quickly touch on what's happening. From a Canadian standpoint, obviously another big week, another crazy week for Canada soccer. Nick Bontis forced out as as Canada president after the mm-hmm. pre- presidential forum. All the provinces, essentially their their heads said, "We demand you 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 resign." How close do you keep your tabs on, on what's happening on that side of things? Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, the ne- negotiations continue between the men, the women, and the Canada soccer right now, uh, regular basis. Um, I think your your phrase cut at the last few uh, seconds, so I didn't get the end of your sentence. Yeah, just um, uh, are you kept appraised of what's going on on a regular basis? Oh, yeah, yeah, um, we're we're aware of the situation. You know, we have a player pool, uh, we have a group chat where uh, sometimes things things get put in that group, but uh, our lowers are are working with uh, with the lowers woman and the CSA. Uh, group to find a, a solution. Obviously, it hasn't been uh, fantastic the past few uh, past few weeks in that regard. Then uh, we want to want to find a solution that everybody is happy. And uh, obviously, it's been um, it's been bumpy. It's been bumpy. I'm not gonna lie, you know. Uh, but uh, the program needs to focus uh, needs to focus on the performances at the end of the day. Even though this is a big and uh, major point. Uh, uh, we need to do to trust the, our lawyers, and uh, we put our best interests uh, for the current program, but the f- generations to come, basically. And this is uh, really important for uh, the men's and women's player. Do you think change was needed at the top to to get this process moving? Because, like I said, it's been weeks, it's been months now under the current yes, leadership, yes. and nothing's happened. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, you're, it's yeah. good to know yes. that six shows six shows ago, Nick Bontis was on this show, and oh, so I yeah, I so I hope I didn't see this <laughs> just before just before it all went went pear shaped. <laughs> you're hoping that uh, Max doesn't resign? Is that what you're trying? Yeah, to Yeah, that's. I don't want you to resign, Max. No, re- no I'm resign. not resigning. I'm not going okay. anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be president? <laughs> yeah. Uh no, not, I'm, I'm going to focus on football first. Then we'll see. Yeah, good for you. Good for <laughs> you. There, there's a yeah. lot on my plate uh, now. Yeah, let's wait a few years. <laughs> <laughs> we never asked Max. We never got to it. Where are, you, where are you in rehab? When can you hit the field that you talked about Honduras for the, mm-hmm. the, the world? I saw the CONCACAF window. 
Uh, we're probably going to be at that match. Just so you know, we're going to grab I'm you there. I'm calling too. that match. Yeah, he's calling. Jimmy's calling that match. But where are you in Great. rehab? Where are you uh, like in your playing uh, approach right now? I'm doing great. I'm doing great within uh, the rehab, and it's been uh, a grind. It's been a grind. I'm not going to lie. You know, there's ups and downs. There's great days that are fantastic that you feel like there's really a lot of progress. And uh, the next day, it's like, oh, man, like I put a heavy day, and then the next day, I need to be light, and I need to adjust it. Uh, but I'm running uh, 80% of my weight on um, on the boost. It's basically a treadmill that has a bubble from your waist down, and uh, you can adjust the the, the body weight uh, that you want to put on your legs. And so uh, I started to run 80. Uh, it's difficult. It's hard. Uh, but I'm progressing really well. And so uh, maybe in three maybe in three weeks, I would have a better idea of a date and circle a date in the calendar that I could target. Uh, but as of now, uh, the biggest challenge for me, the bones are fine. So this is amazing. Uh, now it's about finding the strength, the mobility, and the, the elasticity in my in my leg and, and all my muscles around where the breaks happen. So this is, a, this is really important. Uh, this is the focus. Mm -hmm. uh, but if we talk in three, four weeks, I could, I could, I could be more clear about this. Uh, right now, it's still up in the air. Until I cannot jump and run, uh, I cannot say anything because I just don't know yet. Right, and the one of the we always talk about injuries. So my injury mm -hmm. I can't watch on television is a sprained ankle, whether it's football or basketball or anything. Have you ever watched your collision? Oh yeah, multiple times. Because it, it goes sometimes, uh, oh, well, I watched it days after, uh, days after the surgery. But uh, when I say multiple times, uh, not by my own, just for fun on a Wednesday afternoon, you know, <laughs> I watched it in the videos <laughs> that the club put out, uh, that people tagged me off or uh, something that will be on social, for example. Uh, but yeah, I saw the collision. It hit pretty hard. It was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> well, Max, like they they didn't show the replay because of for obvious reasons. Uh, but the truck and the broadcasters would have replay or certainly have tape. Did you ever check on different angles of that? <laughs> uh, no, I haven't checked any uh, different angles. Uh, I just saw a few pictures though. I saw a few pictures because uh, I too, yeah. obviously it was everywhere. Yeah. Uh, but the video of different angles, no, I think the TV, uh, the TV, was it Fox that day? I, I think so. The TV, I, I know uh, some people who were working the game and they told me right away on the replay, like we're not showing any of it because I just yeah. had a loose, uh, loose leg. Yeah. Will you, you, know you want, when you, when you get back in that first game, will you want a 50 50 like? early in the game just to kind of test the old between the ears because I, mean, yeah, I mean what i respect about athletes is that i mean the courage to come back and the short memory from a bad injury because it, it must flash through your mind you think when when you see some guy coming towards you and the ball sitting there yeah i believe it's gonna be um, i believe it's gonna be good to have one but i'm not even gonna think about it just because <laughs> uh the multiple reps that i have to do in training beforehand uh, it needs yeah. to go naturally. You got the physical scars, the scar tissue, all that stuff is going to be good once I'm back at to, back into playing. Uh, but I'll have multiples 50-50 beforehand because uh, um, now it's been four months since uh, the surgery. 
uh, I would probably need a month of training before playing an actual game. But in that month of training, I would I would have a lot of uh, simulation of uh, 50-50s or decisions to come out, to come to stay in. Um, and so go I believe straight, once... straight leg next time. Straight, oh my God. Like, but <laughs> I, I would deserve a real red, you know? <laughs> I might as well have fun, yeah, a, pro- a proper red card. Proper yeah. red, but you'd be, yeah. you'd be playing on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But uh, no, I, I think uh, I'm not even going to think about it because my style won't change. After I broke my thumb, I was still not afraid to come out on the ground within five six seven eight legs there you know so it, i don't think it's going to change that's good yeah absolutely well listen maxwell we wish you all the very best you know we can't wait to see it back in action not just for lafc but for canada and taking those gloves towards 2026 uh, great chat thanks so much mate good luck with everything and we hope to talk to you real soon all right thank you guys for having me and uh, i'm gonna say one more thing let's go menu all right guys we'll give you that right, one thanks we'll give you that you one thank you very yeah, much man. that's right. max Crepo. thanks buddy great chat there fellas and really interesting you know because i mean that I, I always wonder about that when i know max says there'll be so many 50 50s in training and there will be obviously but it's a bit different to a match situation craig i imagine and when you do get back from that injury even if it's a muscle injury right that first burst you have Mm-hmm. You get back from an injury, you know. I always give athletes so much credit for getting over that, that out of their own headspace, and, and continuing. I think when you get older, you get a little smarter too, and you're like, "What the fuck am I doing?" Mm. <laughs> you bounce back when you're younger, and you're, yeah. I didn't find. Well, if you did have any fears after injuries, it doesn't matter what you're, you know, doing. It's like you're not going to get very far, and it'll be really obvious. You're not coming for anything crosses through balls like it won't be around long no do you know what when i when i look back when i was playing i think that was that was my worst nightmare the thought of, of breaking my leg and i played in matches where guys did break their leg and like I, i'm one where i can't watch it no. i can't watch those collisions it, even maxes I, I could never go back and, and replay and watch it i just i can't stand to see it and i think Especially it was your own what's that and i think because of the, the Especially your own yeah, but I think because of the fact as well, you know, a, a lot of ex-players or ex-managers that I had that did have leg breaks, it didn't set properly and, you know, they, they don't walk the same. And and I was like, oh, my God, I, I couldn't imagine that happening to me. Upper body, not a problem, but it was the legs. I was like, that was one thing. I've always but what's been- amazing nowadays, though, is they run these guys like a business. They won't let them go on that field until he's 100% tested, you know? Whereas back in the day when you played, I'm not sure when that change was. You know, I'm really, I'm not sure when it was, but Mm -hmm. it's been a gradual change where they've said, hey, these guys, there's dollars attached to them. We want them to come back. It's better that he misses three months than is rushed out. And obviously there's examples of players coming back too early. But it's not like it used to be where it was like, drag your ass. It doesn't matter. All that courageous stuff. Bill Barilko with the broken leg. (laughs) This stuff is, that's crazy talk. These are careers, you know? It's true because I think now with the the game and the players, there's huge investments in it. They're like like thoroughbred racehorses. Yes. They get taken care of. They get looked after. They get treated right. 
because there, there's so much money that's invested in these players today that you can't afford to have somebody come back in that was just valuable to your squad way too early. And that's not 100%. And yeah, yeah has it gone too far, though, Jimmy? Has What's it gone that? too far now when we have, we have load management? We have players who aren't injured now who are being told to take a game off in the NBA in particular, more than other sports. Guys yeah. that are saying, you know, I, I feel fine, but my sports science director says, nope, you're about to get injured. <laughs> according to our tests so yeah. take a game up, right i think there's a fine line there right and yeah, maybe it's, it's got too scientific the, the, well, the science behind it the science behind it is, is valuable um you know when they monitor the players you know and they, they do the tests on them they know exactly what their, their thresholds are and if it gets to the point where they are pushing them too much they can tell right and the numbers don't lie and that's where they they say right you you need a break although yeah you want to play which every player wants to play you want to play as many games as you can but sometimes you need that sports science guy to come in and say, you're not playing today. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the relief as well, where you just like, thank God, because I, I want to play. I want to tell the manager that, that I want to play, but knowing deep down, I can't because I'm, I'm dying inside. Me. And I'm fatigued, but you can't, you, that's why it's good with these sports science guys. They come in, they look at the numbers and go, no, we're, we're taking the pressure off of you as a player. Now you're going to come sit down and you're getting your break today. Well, the Maybe. NBA hate it. Yeah, they absolutely yeah. hate it because they don't want it. They got people on uh, court side coming to see LeBron James play, for instance, and he's going to sit on the bench. They hate it. They oh, want that. There's an 82 game season. They want the stars playing. They don't care so, about. I mean, they play every other night. They're either traveling mm-hmm. or they're playing. But yeah, Craig, we yeah. were even talking about the schedule for these, like with the Carabao Cup and the FA. Craig and I were chatting earlier today, and I'm like. Holy, how, what level of football are we watching on some of these games? Just because everyone must be exhausted. Well, the FA Cup game with West Ham and Manchester United tonight um, at Old Trafford, they just won the Carabao Cup. I know that Ten Hag was like, yeah, if we can't celebrate, we got a big game against West Ham. But the pace of the game was just relentless. It was Mm. just like, it's such a young man's game. It's the pace is just, unbelievably quick and i can't believe that they do it like this is a standards like when we talk about i think we, jimmy was mentioning it last week about you can't just do it like one you know brilliant one game sit out a game two games because you're just going to get found out you have to like to play at those top level and to be at manchester united man city and these teams like that that's why pep guardiola talks about change and having to keep refreshing because winning becomes a habit but it also becomes a problem for some players and so you have to keep refreshing so to stay there at that level, you know, every Wednesday and Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday is just incredibly impressive. Yeah, it's all McKechnie's fault, isn't it, in the NBA? So the NBA must hate Alex McKechnie because he kind of... Yeah, no, he's not Mr. Popular, no. Yeah, him and his, all his rings. He's very unpopular. Clink, 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 clink. I'm thinking about... um welcoming in some load management techniques for podcasters, actually. You know, we work hard. We do three or four shows a week. You know, I understand if one of you guys need a day off, you know, to rest. If the sport science says, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy's just, he, he's about to get hurt. He's pushing himself too hard in this podcast. Take, take a day off. So, yeah, all we have to do with Jimmy, all we have to do for Jimmy is we send up a case of Guinness and all of it disappears. You want to talk on the podcast all the time. Seriously, my hamstrings are fatiguing right now from sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> and we have dubs as the on the bench, right? When needed. Yeah. 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 
Put me in, coach. <laughs> um, speaking of the results today, let me just quickly go through these results today. Bear with me here. So you mentioned West Ham beat United beat West Ham. Where are we here? Three to one, and Spurs lost to Sheffield United one nil. Yeah, it was in, in the yeah. FA Cup. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. And Burnley beat Fleetwood Town one nil. But most, I mean, the biggest shocker here really is Grimsby Town being Southampton. 2-1. Not that, not that the Saints probably I mean, listen, they're embarrassed to lose to Grimsby Town, but they got bigger battles than the FA Cup right now, right? It's survival for them, I suppose, but that's still a big one, Craig. Well, you know, I was reading that only that's the sixth team, four tier lower, to make it to the quarterfinals since 1950, since team. the divisions were put into place. The that's first cool. Year. That's really cool, though. So Grimsby. it's rare. Yeah. Have you, have however, you been, before? You been there before? Oh, are you kidding? It's, it stinks like fish. Stinks like no, seriously, it does. Stinks like fish. This yeah. is um the English Grimsby, not the Ontario Grimsby, by the way, which might too smell smell like fish. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't been there. Actually, Jimmy used to wear Midnight in Grimsby as an aftershave. <laughs> <laughs> I spent a week there one night. <laughs> Grimsby Town. Well, it's, it's, it's a night Grimsby Town. But guess what happens? They, the quarterfinal draw has already happened. They get drawn away to Premier League Brighton. Now, Brighton are fantastic operate. The team plays brilliant football, but to lose out to Brighton, which you're probably going to, that, you know, when you got Man City, United still in there, they're probably hoping for a, a big fish, maybe even a home. But and that's the quarterfinals, like, right, Craig? Quarterfinals? It's the quarterfinals, yeah. Man City are home to Burnley, which is interesting with Vincent Company. Yeah. Oof. They're flying right now. They're what flying. What else you got? Uh, Manchester United home to Fulham. That's a good mm. draw for United. Sheffield Fulham. United home to Blackburn. So they could, Sheffield United could get into the semifinals. Think about that. Well, well, yeah, exactly. There's going to be a smaller team in the semifinals. Brighton going on a little cup run. I love that. That's great. Um, you know, the, the, sorry about Grimsby is, you know, sometimes Jimmy, you know, you get drawn really, really well. They, they had Plymouth Argyle, okay, not a bad side, but still not a bad draw. Cambridge, um, Burton Albion, and Luton Town. You know, you, you sort of stayed away from some big – and then they, hit, then they hit Southampton, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the league, uh, Liverpool beat Wolves 2-0, and Arsenal beat Everton 4-0. Not good news for Everton. Gunners moving even further ahead in the first place. Uh, okay, we're almost running out of time here, but we should get to the whole Canada situation. Nick Bontis, as I mentioned before, as you know, mm. steps down. Um, did this situation need a fall guy, right? Did they need blood, regardless of whether it's, you know, wrong, right, whatever? We'll make your own mind up. We'll, we'll find out what happened in those meetings. But it seems to me that blood had to be spilt to get any kind of movement here, Jimmy. Is you think that's fair to say? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think, you know... You do got to resign and step down when when all the provinces are telling you to. Um, you can't, you know, be be ego driven and, and go against everybody. Um, and the shit was hitting the fan, and he he, had, he was the guy that's at the top, and he he had to resign. One hundred percent, he had to. And I think any any individual in his situation would do the exact same thing. So now, sure, we got change. Who's that next individual that's going to come in? We, for the long term, we don't know. 
But I just hope to God that they get the right individual that comes in that understands football. And you never know, the, the individual that's in there right now might be the right person for the job. We don't know. And time, time will tell. But we definitely, for me, you know, there's talks about other people locally that should be present. No chance. No chance. We can't have people from League One and people from other, other places. And we need to get people that understand this game, understand the landscape and can make a difference and who can have a good relationship with the players. And no political aspirations from them, no bullshit, clean, honest individual that's going to come in here and make a difference. I think it's, if it's a non-paying position, though, I must say that it's going to leave a lot of people out, a lot of the best people out, because I'm sorry, who the fuck would want to do that for nothing? What are you walking into, Craig? My God. To not get paid in that gig and what you're walk- this, this, this shit storm you're walking into? A broken organization with no money. I mean, I think we can agree that's kind of one thing that's becoming pretty clear right now. We're Whether cool. the money's been misspent in the past, okay, we're going to find that out, and so we should. But there ain't much money out there. No and money. You're, you're now dealing with two player unions that want 40% each and which they'll get, right? Doesn't need much else. Doesn't, Doesn't need much. And you pay for the family and friends to go to the World Cup. So, you know, like, woohoo, let's go. Like, yeah. No money. Yeah. And and let's let's remember you also have uh male and female teams that have been asking for transparency. Sorry, Sharms, using your T word. <laughs> um yeah. for how long? For 35, 40 years since you guys played there? Hmm. Right? Like I'm not and what have they done? They they put their books out. Everyone, there's no trust. You can't go forward in any of this without respect and trust and whether Nick Bontis, you know, it was great that he came on our show and, and had his say, but at the same time we were talking, Craig and I were chatting earlier. There were things he left out. He didn't talk about this CONCACAF thing that he's just got. And we don't know really what this CONCACAF rep thing is. The, the VP of the VP, for, North, yeah. for North America in, in CONCACAF. Yeah. yeah, we don't know if it's a paid gig. We don't know. All, there's a few well, there's, We do know that there's no connection to the presidency. CONCACAF put a statement out. has zero to do with that. They had to clarify all that kind of statements. And he and it's very often that play, guys that then leave their own federations are yep. still part of it. I don't know what they do. I've never even freaking heard of it. But it's uh, – I would very well doubt that it's a pain. Right. And, and, but then, you know, Mark Noonan, the president of the CPL – and CSB is interviewed and says, you know, this is confidential, the CSB agreement with the contract with CSA. So all the players want and all Canadian soccer fans, I Claudio, you know, our friend Claudio from the Voyagers, he, he sent a great question. I can't, we'll read it on Friday. So Amy and the, Craig and Jimmy can go through it. But it's one of those things where you're like, you can't negotiate when you feel like, the, you don't know what you're dealing with. They've never had the cards on the table. They've never truly been open with how they've run things. And, you know, we talked about the suits, Craig and I earlier, and someone reiterated how bad it looked for the suits. Now, that being said, it was a contra deal, you know, before the, the World actual Cup. suits they wore. The yeah. Actual suits. yeah. The actual, yeah, it was a contra deal. Yeah. But at the same time, it's this, tone deaf 
thing that they've got going on at the CSA, right? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, so so right now, the interim president is Charmaine Crooks. She's okay. been uh, VP for a while there. Nick Bontis always raved about her, saying how great she was, right? She comes in track and field way back when. I mean, I used to, I remember as a kid watching her at the Olympics. Excellent. I used to, I used to really keep, her. Uh, keep it tabs on the Canadian athletes. because She's a legend. Family legend. An absolute yeah. legend, right? And she serves on a lot of boards. I have no idea if she's brilliant, if she's terrible. I don't know. But right now, she's the interim president. The elections mm. will be held in May if they decide to have them, which I guess they have to now. And, and we don't know at this point mm. whether she'll run or not. I can't. I keep thinking that from an optics standpoint, we have to get a new face in there, new blood. All right, she might be brilliant, but she's still connected to the current regime that hasn't got the deal done. And if they really want change at the top of Canada soccer, you need new faces, new ideas, new perspectives, I think. But like you said, Craig, it's a, it's a really valid point. You can't just hire a headhunter to get the best person because it doesn't pay a fucking dollar. Yeah. Right? It's, it's a non profit. And I believe nonprofits have to have elected officials who aren't paid. I believe. And let's be let's be completely honest. She's a perfect from the CSA's point of view. She fits a bill. She's a woman. She's going to settle this down. They're hoping to calm the whole situation down. The women are going to be comfortable with that. But I don't not sure they are comfortable with her. I'm not. <laughs> so this is a problem right there. Yeah, we actually had a great. Um, someone mentioned this on our on our feed. Keep talking, guys. I try and find this. Mention just that point. There's a name for it. Failing upwards? No. <laughs> Is that it? No, no. About often in, in term, times of crisis, an organization will hire a woman to right. diffuse and calm things down. Yeah. Hockey Canada did too, didn't they? I believe. Yeah. To try to yeah to try to calm all that down. And that's not to say that a woman can't be the right person for the job. We're not saying that, but there is, it's it's apparently a a corporate strategy. For sure it is. Oh, who the hell was this? For sure it is. They need something. They were looking for a calming situation and she seemed to fit that bill, but I'm not sure she is because I'm not (laughs) sure that the the women will side with her or not. Well, we'll great. She's been, she's VP, right? She would have a say in what's happened so far. You think an integral role in the negotiations and nothing's happened so far. Yeah. I think she's quite quiet. I think she's quite quiet. I don't think she has. I just don't believe that she's. Well, and I'm always wondering, Craig. You you mentioned the board of directors when you went in and met them, and they didn't know who you were, right? Mm -hmm. So the board of directors uh, of the CSA, (laughs) crazy, eh? Uh, There was, you know, there's players, player reps. There's former, like, a lot of these people have given a lot of time and effort. I always think. You know, where were the players' voices, the former players' voices from the board of directors? I don't know them, but I'm always, you know, like they are attached to the CSA. Hmm. Where, Where's that voice? And, you know, once again, if it's volunteer, is it one of those board of directors that you just have to call in to meet and have quorum and you're not really part of the conversation? You know, and that's to your, to kind of to your point, Craig, it doesn't pay and these people didn't really know who you were, it's kind of like putting it on your resume more than anything else that I sat on the board of directors of the Canadian Soccer Association. Well, there's Brittany Timko Baxter, right? She's the one yep. player, former player, right, who uh, who's on the board right now. But you need more. You need yeah. some kind of uh, yeah. re- reform there, I think. And Jimmy, we Well, everybody can apply for it, though, Charms. I mean, it's I over, right? And I, I have to say that we can only I can only bitch so much because I'm not going to apply, only because, well, 
I don't know if I want to get involved in that shit storm, first of all. And it doesn't pay. Like I didn't played enough games for this country and done enough that I have to fucking do something for nothing again. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, Jesus, if it paid, if it paid, would you, would you go for it? What's the what's the amount, Craig? Give us a dollar figure. Oh man, because the, oh, you know, there's handouts oh. to Canadian soccer. We know this, right? Last year, the men's team benefited from handouts. The women's team have done as well in the past. There's someone out there right now who would pay Craig Forrest or Jimmy Brennan to roll to or, Amy Walsh. Or, Amy or Amy Walsh or Amy Walsh or all three of them together. Yeah, like a trifecta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a three-headed serpent. Jeez. Well, what was what's the know. number? There's a. There's well, a good. Craig's, Craig's going to have to ask for quite a bit because that fat cat eats well, and he's got to keep paying that. Three hundred k. She's thirteen though, <laughs> Jimmy. I don't know, man. She's not going to hang on. Hey, I don't hey think. Charms. Sorry Fair about your cat, cat, dude. Thanks. Yeah, that was Friday. I know, and I I didn't text you, and I should have texted oh, you. That's oh, that's I see you're really cut up about it. I actually, I am. I love my Wallace. I just oh. you know I use I use humor as my mask in, in oh. difficult times. When your dog That's died, you were gutted on. I was a disaster. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, you I mean, were. I love Wallace too. Cats are amazing. I love cats. They're amazing. But a dog is just I them. I don't trust side. Is, I, I have a slightly <laughs> deeper connection with dogs than. Although I love my cat, now I feel guilty. Fuck. Cats are too sneaky. I don't like them. See, I, I like them, but only with. Uh, Garlic ginger sauce. Anyway. <laughs> we here at Footy Prime do not condone any uh, self-hating racism. And that was that was awful. Yeah, you're you're so racist against cats. You're fucking crazy, man. What's of the a matter species with you? of a speciesist. Tracy oh. just pops in there. You're gonna have a feast with Boris's cat. Oh my god, I'm just waiting, Jeez, waiting for the 14th year. His timing was perfect. <laughs> so great, but your, your, your fat cat, Charlie, isn't doing so well? No, she's just 13. She's Well, if you see her, you, you'd be like, no, she's not. But <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, couldn't, I don't even want to turn the camera around. It's quite embarrassing. Come on. But I, think, you know, I don't think she's going to last very long by the, by the time that the CSA making decisions. <laughs> By the way, your internet's been amazing tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Your neighbor must be out. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> hey, Craig, actually, now I think about it, you're moving soon. Maybe you could combine the presidential role with moving, and you could like move into the palace or wherever the hell presidents live in Ottawa, mm. in a Canada house. Think about that. They can't pay you, but they can give you accommodation and room and board. There you go. I'm in. What would it take? Honestly, I mean, all seriously, seriously, what would it take you guys to get involved? I mean, I'm not saying president. We, there's a big movement, by the way, on Twitter for for our free prime ex professional athletes to become president. By the way, but what would it take for you guys to get involved, Jimmy? I mean, uh, is it going to be complete change at the top? I mean, do you have yeah, any interest at all in being involved? I think if anybody, I mean, look, we're we're part of a, a an alumni group, and there's loads of us that talk on on WhatsApp. And there's a lot of ex-footballers from different generations as well that are on this this group chat. Um, and there is some great individuals, some great leaders that would be great for the job as well. But I think, you know, for myself, for Forrest, even Amy, everybody else in that alumni group, it, I think there would have to be change. And they would, they would have to say, you'd have to see that there is direction that they want to actually make a change because far too often they talk about change, but they don't. And I think you've got to get the right people in there. Um, 
clean out a little bit dead wood and then just have a proper game plan to move this organization forward into where you know it's interesting go. about that whatsapp group is that uh, everybody's nominating different people and it's like yeah that person yeah i would get behind them yeah no good good but no and i said so who's actually interested nothing it's been crickets really really well i mean the job itself is so time consuming and for no money you need to have some cash behind you yeah. or a very understanding job yeah but don't get right. me wrong i would love to be a part of it at some capacity for sure because i would like to try to help with change i think the csa would do really well with um the biker from the leather clad biker from the ymca from the village people and you look like him right now with that beard YMCA. <laughs> Doesn't he have just have? Isn't it big? Just a big stash he has. Yeah, but it, Jimmy's close to having it. If he's got uh, a handlebar, people, a little bit going on there. Yeah, yeah he's like got a bit, bit of a handlebar. I think in this hour, it's actually grown in a bit. But you, like at the it's start strong. of the show, it, yeah, it, you're, like you're pretty close, Jimmy, to being a, a gay icon. You're pretty close. Nah, Keep that I'm stash coming along. I'm all for Biggest it. Biggest company choosers, you know. Um, I'd, be, I'd be an icon uh, of anybody. Any kind of icon. Well, well, <laughs> within reason. <laughs> there are some mustachioed people who are icons which shouldn't be encouraged as much. Yeah. Um, in- incel. Glenn <laughs> Hughes. Glenn oh, Hughes. Glenn Hughes, who was the leather man from the village people, uh, lived until he was born July 18th, 1950, and he passed away Sadly, on March fourth, two thousand and one, really, uh, and he he was the leather man, uh, and he, uh, yeah. So may he rest in peace, just like your cat, James. I'm so sorry to hear about. It. Thanks, JC. Hey, also, JC was also friends with uh, the hot Santa. We were in a bar, and he started hanging out with the hot Santa. The uh, the the, uh, the model the Santa Santa guy. Yeah, from the oh, really? Santa. Yeah, really. JC's but- drinking buddies with him down in Parkdale. Does he always wear the Santa costume? Always, like no, but he's all—he always looks. No, good. he wears leather a lot of the time too. Oh, does he? Oh yeah, trust me. Hey, Jason, who would Tyson want to be president of the CSA? President of the CSA? <laughs> <laughs> it's a thankless job, and a lot of people are qualified to do so and to come in and bring their their, their great attributes and assets. To the position, the fact that it is an an un, a thankless job that no one should have to go through without some sort of compensation. Compensation. I once went to the compensation. It's, it's a store near my home, and I purchased a whole lot of canned goods. But you see, my housekeeper will not serve me canned goods. Um, also, rest in peace, Glenn Hughes. Wow, who saw that coming? Leatherman. My God, um, I think Craig Forrest and Amy Walsh and, uh, well, I mean, I guess, I mean, we don't want that much swearing, you see, so Jimmy Brennan, maybe not, but maybe combined, you could become like those Transformers who come together like a, like a bird of prey and just take over. And then maybe that could be um, like a good situation. In the CSA, what does this stand for? And when am I getting paid? Because I keep showing up and I check the mail every day and I don't seem to find any checks. You told me that I would be being paid for this, Dan Wong. I will come to your house and I will beat your children. <laughs> oh my God. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, I am Mike. 
you know what I think we should do? We should, we should, I think Craig, Jimmy, and Amy should all run for president in these elections, right? And I think every week on Free Prime in the build up to the elections, they have a platform and we'll have a public debate like the real presidents do. Do we go right? across country? Yeah. Yeah. And what we have to do yeah, is we have to try to lose. You have to try to lose the election. <laughs> it shouldn't be too difficult. <laughs> All the reasons why you shouldn't pick me. <laughs> It'd be funny though, wouldn't it? It was like it encourages hatred between you all and these these horrible, heated, personal attacks each week on, on the podcast, and it'll slowly tear us apart. It'd be great. It's kind yeah. of like on WhatsApp. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. It's exactly what it's like, actually. <laughs> hey, Wonga, anything from your big old sack? Uh, I'll save it for Friday, only because uh, I want uh, Amy to be on this while we all talk about it. I think she gives us a real balanced view uh, across the board with the CSA, because she comes from it from... Uh, a very biased sense of... Yeah, say that to her. Very biased. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know yeah. when she hears that, she's gonna be swearing. Oh, in her heart. I know she's yeah. gonna be longer charms. There's no way she'll be listening to this to the 60th minute. Oh yeah, she will. We'll get away with this one. You, re- you think know. so? Eh? We're gonna find us. out, aren't we? Hey, yeah. Dubs, if you are still listening, we'll, we'll, we'll find out when she reacts to <laughs> that. Sorry, when, when you tell everybody what she told us before the show. Which one? I have a great show, jackasses. Oh yeah. That's right. <laughs> 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 she's become the star of our dark web actually hasn't she she yeah. has mm-hmm. yeah all right well that's about it for today anyway i think unless there's anything else you want to get to big no. lift game tonight leaves oilers uh, starting off pretty in about a minute from now and i can't wait to see um the chelsea of of hockey with all the yeah. new players we we got to mention uh f- sign up for footybets.ca Throwing some a little loot down if you want to have some fun at North Star Bets. And of course, FuboTV.com slash Footy Prime. Sign up, subscribe, watch all exclusive Premier League matches, Serie A and Liga. So all great stuff. Keep buying newspapers. We're back on Friday. Later. Thanks, Matt Scrippo. Follow us on Twitter at Footy underscore Prime and on Instagram at Footy Prime IG. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.